obviously the real, the reason why we're all here is because um you know Congress has um instituted a, a special select committee to investigate the the insurrection on on January sixth, two thousand twenty one. Rather, they've had had a number of public hearings as of late, which have uh, revealed some very disturbing information. I, I don't know if you two have been keeping up. But, uh, oh, to, yeah, to some extent. <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> How many have there been? I missed one. Well, <laughs> there's been five. Well, I'm glad we can count to five. Uh, yes. Those are really on top of things here. Um, but yeah, what, what, are, Carol, what are some of your prevailing thoughts as it, as it pertains I mean, to how the committee's been handling things? Well, I think they're doing um, a very good job. And I have to keep reminding myself about like Friday's or Thursday's hearing because Friday was just such a overwhelmingly terrible information for me to get. It was just like soul crushing. And then I had to remind myself like, wait, yesterday, this, I, I can't say SCOTUS is like planning on releasing things to change a media cycle, but like, I really want to keep focus on how damning these hearings are. I mean, to me, like this evidence is just overwhelmingly um, oh, incriminating. Yeah, that that too. I was gonna say, convinc- like convincing, um, compelling. That's the word I was looking for. Um, Way to go, wordsmith! You nailed it. Remembered a word. Um, <laughs> yay! Everyone cheer for me. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the they, they know what they're doing. They have it set up. They're knocking it down. They start, they came in early to start it, um, you know, setting up state of mind and then um, to set up knowledge and intent. And from what I've seen, there's, they've really set up well and they're moving past it. Sorry, they're, they're going, they're like beating it in that Trump had knowledge. Trump had intent. He, he repeatedly told people so on, on thursday's hearing on june 24th they had all of the the doj heads in and like the the upper management or the upper leadership of doj during the end of his term and it just had each of them in succession saying he asked us to investigate these claims we thought they were crazy but we investigated him and we very clearly reported back to him the reasons and ways in which his claims are nonsense they knocked them all down. They presented it factually at the hearings. Um, it's it's pretty hard to refute that stuff unless you want to. You are so far gone that you can say this is a deep state conspiracy. Well, no, this was everybody in the Justice Department, Trump appointees, and and a lot of you know. I guess there were a lot of career people there too, but conservatives just knocking down these theories and saying there was no merit to any of them. Um, I think that the way they were debunking them with such authority would help people um, and sway people if they were actually watching. <laughs> that's the, that's my biggest <laughs> concern is are the people who are there anyone, is there anyone watching who doesn't already have their mind totally made up about it? Um, <laughs> well, that's the hope. I mean, we know that first hearing that that first hearing did well as far as the ratings. And, and the thing is, is Fox didn't do a carry it the first night, but they have been carrying it since. And 
word travels fast. And I think that people's eyes are being opened. And I think that I was, I was reading an article and, and there were two people and they go, you know, there's so much misinformation. I wanted to watch for myself and that they like the way that it's being presented because it's not being presented in a partisan way. It's not being presented in a, in a, a bashing him. It's very clear cut. And I also like that they've had testimony, private testimony with the people that are going to be speaking. So what you were saying, Carol, like how it's set up and how, you know, Liz Cheney will lay it out. She goes, tonight we're going to show you how, and she's able to kind of go and give us kind of an outline and let us know where they're going to take us. Um, so we have that, you know, that expectation. And then the panel delivers on that. And then the panel delivers on that. And I think that the seriousness and tone that they're taking this, um, I like how they kind of focus on one area each day. Um, right. like on Georgia and focusing on the DOJ, you know, so that it's, it's gives people, they can digest. Yeah. Clear, concise, go from point A to point B. Exactly. And just, you know, have a day or two to digest and, you know, learn more like, wow. And, you know, these people who are testifying, the fact that they're, you know, pretty much lifelong GOPers, you know, yeah, that, that's one of my favorite things about it is that it's not a bunch of libtards up here trying to trash Trump and, you know, deep yeah. state plot. Up. No, it's it's a bunch of conservatives. It's a cons- it's a conservative conservative circular firing squad. Trump is standing in the middle like it's fifth half. And that's it. There's there's no fluff. There's no politics. It's like fact, 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 fact. Every bit of it is damning. Well, I do think there's a little bit of politics in there and in that um, as much as I do appreciate all these people's testimony and, um, you know, how they showed a great deal of like moral fiber and they they did what was right. I, I do think that it's a bit of a like a Trump supporter. Uh, like rehabilitation tour. <laughs> Like Adam Kinzinger, like he kept setting them up like, oh, and we're so grateful for all of your patriotism. Like just, you know, man, he was also involved in this. So just let him give his fucking testimony without like. I, no, I, I, I'm definitely on board with the idea that we don't need to like pat these people on the back and be like, oh, thanks, bro, for saving. No, you you didn't overthrow the government. Congratulations. You don't get a fucking cookie for that. Right. Yeah, but I guess maybe maybe part of their willingness to testify was based on this thing that they they would kind of work in. Yeah, you know their 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 redemption arc. I suppose. I mean, although, like, which is fine with me, honestly. Like, as long as we get the job done. Well, I mean, to be fair, (laughs) we could have used these people's testimony in like January of twenty twenty one. Yeah, you just maybe. But no, I do feel like I feel like there's some things that maybe the committee could do better. But for the most part, they are knocking it out of the park. And what my biggest concern was is 
if you've been following the hearings at this point, we've all gathered that, hey, this was a massive criminal fucking conspiracy that involved about 100 people at least. And like, there's no way you can tackle all of that information and cover all of that ground about all of those people in in five hearings and do it in a month. It's, It's just impossible. And I think the committee has come to the conclusion that like, hey, this isn't the end. This is the beginning. So we are at the very least getting more hearings next month. And I still don't think two more hearings is quite enough to cover all the ground that I personally believe needs to be covered, which is why we're here in the first place. Um, because, you know, I <laughs> there's the saying, that, hey, if you don't you don't like the way I'm doing it, do it yourself. Well, here, here we are. We're going to do it ourselves. But I think if the committee can find a way to nail Trump in his inner circle and do it in a way that's fitting for public consumption, they will eventually decide to keep the hearings going until they find out every possible detail. Just my personal opinion. Well, then more evidence keeps coming. Like when they delay, they go, you know, we just got new evidence. So I think that as the hearings are going on, and I think that for some people, it might have been a wait and see. But as they're going on, I think people are like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give my, you know, like all the ones that failed to participate or, you know, respond to the subpoenas or what have you, like Mo Brooks has agreed to come in. Yeah. Um, so I think that some people are, are going to want to participate because like you were saying how you're talking about it like a MAGA rehab kind of tour for some of these guys I think that that's what Mo Brooks wants to use this for yeah to get his side of the story out and hopefully it's flattering enough to keep him out of prison yeah or at least take Trump down with him on the way. I mean, yeah, exactly. did he receive his endorsement? I thought that Fingers was crossed. about. Well, when I Fingers had crossed. about Amy Kramer, like we were here long before Trump and we'll be here after. Basically said like, fuck Trump. Um, <laughs> because he withdrew his support of Mo Brooks. That was so great. And Hannity <laughs> supports Mo Brooks. Marjorie. So there's like a rift. And then she's like, she was just going on a rant. She was like, this is the second time he's done this to Alabama. And like she, she was big mad that he withdrew his support of Brooks. And so he still has some like support among some GOPers. Um, so they're kind of evenly split. Yeah. So I think that he's going to be like, okay, this is, it's going to be his FU to Trump. Well, I think with Mo Brooks specifically, he's, um, he's basically lost his Senate bid and he is looking at the end of his congressional career. And with that comes a certain number of perks, uh, mainly that it's, it's it's easier to avoid going to prison when you're a sitting member of Congress. That is- <laughs> and he has done some calculations on his part. And he's like, hey, man, I need to get ahead of this story as best I can before I lose this get out of jail ticket. Yeah. Um, immunity. Some of that. I mean, immunity <laughs> for sure. Um yeah, so I mean, I feel like personally, if I was um, a participant in a massive criminal conspiracy to overthrow the government, 
I would do as much as possible to persuade people that I am not a conspirator, but instead a witness. Um, a witness to conspiracy. It wasn't me. I just saw it happen, right? Like, I wasn't doing the overthrowing of the government, but I can point you to all the people who were, you know, that's what Brooks is doing here. Yeah. Um, given that oh, yeah, his, sure. his get out of jail ticket will, will be expiring come next year. I mean, I guess he didn't really get the get out of jail free ticket that he wanted, right? That is another thing. He was on the list list, making personal requests. Well, now it looks more like Trump will probably not be the nominee because everybody's fawning over DeSantis right now. He's like, yeah, that ship has sailed. So, (laughs) I mean, I think if anything, DeSantis is like, oh, thank God, J6 committee. You guys couldn't have showed up at a better time. He wants, I read, and I totally believe it, that he secretly wants um, Trump to be indicted. And he doesn't want Trump's endorsement. He doesn't want Trump's endorsement. No, for sure. That That would clear the path for him to be the presumptive nominee two years from now. And he has been racking up, man. He has been his fundraising, but he's got like over a hundred million, like $111 million in his war chest, even though we haven't announced it. But I saw on Truth Social that um, what Roger Stone, what like a week ago was like, Ron is running. Then he went into this thing and I had texted him like two months ago and to ask him. And I was like, hey, I heard you told Trump not to trust DeSantis. So what do you think about him running in 20, if he's gonna run in 2024? And um, like, how do you? And he's like, Ron is running for sure. Goes, but he needs to worry about 2022 before he even thinks about 2024. Like, okay. Absolutely. All righty. Because right now, Charlie Chris is ahead, I heard, by like one point, but I'll take it. Yeah, I guess it's, it'd, be, it'd be rather ironic if he was spending all his time focusing on 2024 and doesn't make it through And doesn't even, like, try to get the base for 2022. I but you mean, know what? His hubris, his head is getting so big. He's getting, he feels like a king. He's starting to feel like a king. king so he's before. starting to feel like untouchable. But, you know, Charlie Chris used to be a Republican, so he's going to probably get some of the old heads the old um moderate republicans and then you know he'll get the democratic vote but people forget ron DeSantis barely beat andrew gillum just by the skin of his barely, and that oh was my. trump's endorsement and you know that that kind of put him a little bit over the over the top but yeah he barely barely beat him so with all of the voter suppression in the world well, I'm sure there's more now. <laughs> okay, I now, wish there, I was, now I wish I was joking. All right, now there's more voter suppression, all the voter suppression in the universe. Okay, fine. But I think with the Dems, like people get frustrated with the voter suppression, of course, and feel like, why should I vote? But gerrymandering does not affect statewide offices. No. So, yes, okay, locally you're local, but you could still statewide offices which means you could still help us rock that senate out with your vote 
I mean, but it's it's not quite that simple. Yeah, ger- gerrymandering isn't an issue with statewide races, but the closing of polling places and the changing of the rules with, when it comes to registration and and all those other issues. I mean, those they they make it as difficult as possible, especially what about the in the police force. Oh well, that's going to be great. Yeah, well, you know, and, and they want you to die of thirst. While you're waiting to vote, because obviously, even in Florida, it's like 80 degrees and around election day. But yeah, I, look, they they want to make it difficult, um, especially in Florida. I mean, I feel like voter suppression it was born in Florida because we've been dealing with this for what 40 years down there. Like every election is some some gigantic hurdle to overcome if you live in a liberal district. But anyway. Um, <laughs> So I was just thinking about the hanging chads and like this year you have to, you can vote for whoever you want, but you have to do this 500 dot connect the dots to find your candidate. And then you have to go through a maze and answer my riddles three. <laughs> I hope you didn't just speak that into existence for real because it might happen. I mean, the Supreme, the Supreme court could rule anything constitutional at this point. Um, yeah. Well, I guess um, before we close it out here, um, let's um, just get your closing thoughts on the events of the week. I'll, I'll let you go first, Carol. All right. Um, I sort of got into it earlier, but we got to just keep pushing ahead. It's really easy to get discouraged right now, but um, we do still have an election coming up. We have to we're going to have to put everything into it. This isn't the time for despair. This is the time for action. Um, you, we can cry after we fail, which we're not going to do. Um, but these people are like crying out, exerting their, you know, I think this is just a bunch of peacockery now. They're all like, we're going to, we're winning and we're winning forever. That's what they want to say. Um, you know, they're, they are probably scared. Because this isn't just the end of their political career. If they lose, they're probably going to prison. Um, so just remember, we being scared isn't going to help. It's natural to do that, but you try to be vigilant, um, be hopeful, and we're gonna. We have to get this done. There's no other option. We gotta vote in a Senate majority, a, a real one, and you know. Do what we can. I'm trying to not use any buzzwords here, but that's well said. <laughs> well said. I'll stop Trump. rambling. Thanks for listening to me. <laughs> All Someone right. Someone else. Ty. You. Yeah. Closing thoughts, Ty. No. Um. What What Carol said. Um. I was thinking about that today. That this is the time to stay energized. Um, I'm glad that they've spread out these January 6th hearings. If they'd had them in close succession, boom, boom, boom. But every time a new bombshell is dropped and then we've got like a week and we're like, holy shit, this was going on and it becomes a a topic. And um, SCOTUS is ruling. We knew it was coming. Them dropping it now temporarily we're just we're you know distracted with that but it ties into why these hearings are so important i'm really hoping i'm really like trying to manifest that jenny thomas because she's a lunatic 
just goes on this unhinged and just gets, you know, and her husband just either resigns in shame or is run off the, you know, run off the bench. I'm hoping that there is a renewed call and a loud one, which I think the Dems should talk more about. Who paid Kavanaugh's bills? That's important. Like right now, I'm really obsessed with those two, um, Kavanaugh and Barrett. Well, Gorsuch too, but definitely Kavanaugh and Barrett, you know, being impeached and thrown off the court. And I think um, the more corrupt we see that Donald Trump was and, and his attempted coup attempt will go into his, um, will cause, it will bring every decision he's ever made into question. And let's not forget, there have been bombs being dropped about, you know, him making speeches um, for the Saudis and, you know, people connected with his campaign and foreign agents like Steve Wynn and stuff. So I think that it's going to, invalidate his entire presidency to a, a good degree. So I'm hoping that we see some arrests. Um, and then I'm hoping that we see some impeachments. And, you know, I, that would definitely give me hope moving, uh, moving forward. Fingers crossed. Yes. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Um. Now let's hear from you, Big D. <laughs> yeah, don't call me that in public. Um, <laughs> Um, I think where I am right now, after these past couple of weeks of hearings and, and given everything going on with the Supreme Court, is these motherfuckers fucked around and they about to find the fuck out very soon. I mean, motherfuckers, homes are getting raided, electronics getting seized, we're getting emails and text messages. Everything is about to go up in fucking smoke, and their last rasp is holding on to this, you know, nonsense from the conservatives on the Supreme Court. And if we ever get an actual Senate majority, like those motherfuckers will soon be gone too. Yep. So do you do your thing. Convince everyone, you know, to vote for Democrats in the midterm elections. Tell them, hey, we really need you to to get us a couple more senators in there. Get Joe some backup. I know he said he was going to play good cop and like he wasn't really for expanding the Supreme Court. No, if you force his hand, he'll do it because it's the right thing to do. And we can we can do that. That's that's within our power to control, to get him some backup. And he's a good man. He sees the dire situation. He'll do what he can to rectify it if we give him the tools to get it done. And all right, before we go, um, I'd like to introduce our in, inaugural segment of um, uh, the Shithole of the Week Award, where we pick a, a pretty awful person in, in politics or in news headlines this week to point out and give him the award. He gets a fucking trophy. Um, I would like to nominate... Um, um, Clarence Thomas for um, saying he would like to take a look at uh, one of the amendments that actually allowed interracial marriage to be constitutional. And um, you may or may not know this, but he's married to a white woman and he is black. Oh. So, yeah, that's he gets my piece of shithole award of the week. Um, well, I'll second that. Uh, <laughs> and I just I like to animated. say if he's listening. <laughs> If he happens to be listening, um, please sleep in your robes because nobody wants to see your ass outside at 3 a.m. in your underwear when you're having your house raided. (laughs) 
I will, I will third that. So it is unanimous. Clarence Thomas, he's getting, you know, oh yeah. <laughs> That's Clarence it. Got Thomas, it is. Yeah, it's unanimous. Oh, well, that does it. We have our first unanimous vote to nominate Clarence Thomas for the piece of shithole of the week award. We did it. Congratulations. All right, kids, it's been fun. We'll uh, be doing this again next week, of course. Hopefully we'll be focusing more on the the topic at hand of the focusing more just uh, well i mean focusing <laughs> it all on the topic of, at hand of the investigation and well, hopefully the, we'll have some arrests to to figure it out that, I, mean, I like it when you talk dirty to me girl <laughs> <laughs> well all right we'll get back together next week